The gospel, I think, is more than self-explanatory. It needs a little bit. However, um, I'm going to be preaching on the second reading today. I have competed well, Paul says. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. You know, these are the words that St. Paul writes to Timothy as his letter draws to a close. Yes, Paul was a passionate apostle for Jesus. Think about it. As Paul writes this letter to Timothy, he has been under house arrest. And he continues to proclaim the gospel to Jesus Christ through letters like our second reading today. He knows his life will be given in martyrdom soon. As he looks back on his ministry, he has no regrets. He speaks confidently. I have competed well. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. This same reading is sometimes used at the funeral of a faithful person. When someone dies, we like to remember the good things that they did, don't we? When a person has lived a faithful life, this reading can be very appropriate, but we are not here today for a funeral, although we've had four in the last three days and another faithful member of our parish, a family member, has died also. You know, one this week was for a 95-year-old faithful woman, one for a 31-year-old, and two faithful men who kept the faith over years of sickness. You know, the Knights of Columbus use a saying in Latin, tempus fugit, memento mori, time flies, remember death. Yes, death will come to all of us. This is a sobering reminder and a fact of life. But our Sunday celebration is not about death, but new life. New life shown to us in the resurrection, and every Sunday brings new life to us. So what message can we hear in this reading from St. Paul today that is applicable for each and every one of us? None of us here has finished the race. We do not finish until we breathe our last. But we don't have to wait for death to decide if we are living well. We can ask ourselves each day, am I competing well? Am I keeping the faith? You know, Paul lived his life as a sacrifice. He was poured out like a libation for Jesus. Do we Paul faithfully proclaimed the gospel every day. Do we? Paul knew that even when others abandoned him, the Lord was at his side. Do we truly believe that? How well have we learned our faith? How well have we lived our faith? Think about it. When we are asked about learning our faith, our thoughts often go back to our childhood days with CCD, the Confraternity of Christian Doctrine, and or Catholic school, people often think that once we are confirmed, we have learned everything that there is to learn. We, have, we can stop learning, right? Then our faith may go by the wayside for a while, and when we get old, 
we start thinking about our faith more. You know, people ask, why are there so many old people in the Catholic Church? Well, maybe, maybe, just maybe we're starting to study for that final exam. Thinking about the end of our life puts faith into a different perspective, doesn't it? And weeks like this brings it front and center into our lives. These are prayer cards from the funeral homes for these four people this week. Very sobering, isn't it? You know, as children, we learned our faith as rules and facts. Who made us? Why did God make us? We learned the rules centered on learning that the Ten Commandments are important to us, but maybe not why. We learned the facts, like Jesus died on the cross for us so that our sins may be forgiven out of love. We learned that that is important. We should never think that we have learned it all. Brothers and sisters, confirmation is not graduation. You know, this year we have 38 or so down almost half from a few years ago, who will be confirmed in May. But that hopefully will not end their faith learning. You know, that's why we preach here every Sunday, to help us learn and to grow in our faith. It's why we have been providing presentations about the saints, about the Eucharist, and about our faith. In the past, we have offered sessions for adults and we will be continuing to offer more so that our parish can and will become a more amazing parish. But let's take a moment to focus on two particular age groups. Every year we celebrate World Youth Day, and rightly, rightfully so. We think of our youth as teenagers, but the, ch the church also includes 18 to 35-year-olds. Our youth and our young adults are at a crucial point in their lives. You know, I spent this past Sunday and Monday in Harlan, Kentucky, and I want you to know you should be very proud of our youth. They represented us very well. They were your hands and feet and eyes and whatever. They did a good job this past week. They preached the gospel to these little children when they put their shoes on them. Our young people are in the stage of life moving from just following the rules to asking why. When no one is around to answer why, faith can, can and will diminish. So we need to know our faith. Our young adults are moving out of their own, on their own, establishing lives for themselves. If faith doesn't seem relevant, it isn't a priority and may fall off the radar for them when they go to college or go away. We want to support our youth and our young adults. And of course, we have our parish school of religion and our religious ed programs. We refer to them as SPY, Seton Parish Youth. I'm happy to say we have many of our young people going to the National Catholic Youth Conference next month and for the March for Life in January. Yes, Seton continues to develop activities for our young adults. This year, we changed things up a little bit and began offering Alpha as part of their Sunday night experience so that they can get to know who this person of Jesus Christ is. 
We have also been providing some activities to support the adults in our parish. These activities are all geared to make our faith real, relevant to us. It is good that we have and offer these programs, but there are a lot more people in these age groups that don't come than those who do. To our youth who aren't in our youth groups, know that each and every one of you are very welcome. Please check out the bulletin. Barb Serrano does a good job of putting a whole page of information. We also have information on the website. Informed, Netflix for Catholics. If you're not registered, do so. Go to our website. If you are in our youth groups, great. Bring a friend. Double, double the attendance. There are also more young adults in our parish than who come. Think about it. If you aren't in any of these age groups, pray for those who are so that they can come. And as to all of us, may we always live our faith in all we do that we can, in the end, say the words of St. Paul again. I have competed well. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And finally, on a personal note, many of you know that I run marathons. I guess I'm kind of crazy with those. I've run 50 overall and have finished five Bostons. Last year, I ran three, Athens, Air Force, and Marshall. All three were different, just like each and every one that I have run. The one that stands out, though, more is the Air Force Marathon. The conditions were not ideal. It was as hot as it could be. It was as humid as it could be. And temperatures and humidity, wow, what can I say? I hadn't experienced that since basic training in 1970. I fell at the 10K mark. I got up, started running again, wiped the blood away, and we were told to get off the course at the 24-mile mark. Imagine that. (laughs) 2.2 miles away from the end, they told us to quit. There was no way I was going to finish with 2.2 miles to go. And then an older lady tripped and fell right ahead of me, and many of the runners who weren't concerned about qualifying for Boston stepped out of their way and helped her up. I actually wiped the blood from her face and arms, and we continued to run to the end. And if you call it running, we sort of shuffled. The message that I share with you is the one that St. Paul gives us today. He says, finish the race even if you have to crawl. And I think that Winston Churchill says it best, never, never, ever, ever, ever give up. And that's why we won World War II. We didn't give up. You'll be tempted to take the shortcuts like Rosie Ruiz did in taking the green line back in Boston so she could finish first. That's cheating. And also had a lady recently who cut out parts of the race so she could finish ahead of her times. I leave you with a quote from Eliud Kipchoge on his breaking of the two-hour marathon barrier. He says, I don't believe in limits. My brothers and sisters, don't put limits on learning about your faith. Give it your all. By the way, Eliud Kipchoge had help running his race. He didn't cheat. He had people who paced him 
and handed him his running fuel, which enabled him to run his best and receive the crown of glory. He ran a mile in four minutes and 34 seconds. I've never run one that fast. St. Paul's whole life was being poured out as an offering to God. And in the end, I want the second reading today to be read at my funeral. Don't we all? Our goal should be that we can say, I have competed well. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. We should live our faith knowing that we have a cast of players at our side to support us. And you really do here at Seton Parish. God bless you.